0: Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast. Uh, I'm Rich LaRue, your host today. And today we have a very exciting program. I am absolutely thrilled that Mark Kohler is here with us today. Mark is a CPA, Uh, he is a tax attorney. Um, He is uh, the goat when it comes to (laughs) real estate Uh. agents, uh, being able to maximize their uh, their tax strategies uh, and and more and so without giving up anything right now, Mark. Uh, <laughs> I just want to welcome you. Uh, we uh, uh, we had a great conversation recently. Uh, you've actually been on a couple of of our smart zooms in the past, uh, but I'm really enjoying getting to know you and and to understand what it is that you do for real estate agents and other small business owners. Uh, And so let's just jump right into it. Um, So one of the things that we had talked about uh, is, of course, um, how not to screw up your S Corp. Mm, um, And and, and also how to implement the trifecta for real estate agents. So what does all that mean? Uh, how do we not screw up our s corp or how do we screw up our s corp <laughs> you, you bet well this
1: is this is cracking the code and uh because so many agents uh, uh, especially the brand new agents uh brokers they they get that big fat 1099 and they go to their accountant they drop it into their 1040 on a schedule c as in charlie and then there's this massive self-employment tax and if you're, if they're lucky, their accountant says, "Well, we can do an LLC or an Inc. or a PC or a PLLC and make it an S corporation. S is in small corporation." Mm-hmm. And the lucky agents get that pitch. <laughs> That's step one. You're hopefully you've at least heard some of that, folks. And then what happens though is, did I get the right accountant that knows how to utilize the S corporation properly, create the right payroll strategy, save on self-employment tax? And that's just step one in so many of, tax, of the tax strategies that you want to implement as an agent in that S-Corporation. But that's step one is kind of catching that self-employment tax before it really just beats the crap out of you.
0: Okay, so now that you have our attention uh, with this, <laughs> Mark. Uh, give us a little bit of your background. Uh, I I can brag on you a little bit uh, in that you are a a five time best selling author. Uh, You have your your podcast going uh, with over 600 episodes. So uh, you uh, you've been doing this a while. But tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and why you're here today. And what qualifies you uh, to uh, to give this advice. Well, thank you. And I like what
1: Rich, you said a minute ago, you said realtors and business owners. Well, I'd like to merge the two and just remind (laughs) all of you realtors out there, you are a business owner. And what an exciting thing. It's so, so beautiful. I'm not saying you misstate it. I want to just like even make it bigger and better, you know, yep. it's, it's so powerful. So who I am, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I just love small business. I was the kid with the lemonade stand and in college probably went through three to four different businesses. And, um, I didn't go into accounting cause I loved accounting. I was, uh, really in the business department uh, in University of Utah is where I ended up getting my master's and went off to Oregon for law school. But I um, uh, really went into the accounting because I thought that the numbers were the lifeblood of small business. I thought I could stand out in the accounting class. Uh, I was more of uh, the partier. And so I, I was I could be a little more of a Michael Anthony Hall in 16 Candles. You know, I could lead the nerds. <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> so I've just have always loved entrepreneurship. I've not, um, I think accounting is the, again, like I said, the lifeblood of understanding a good business owner understands their numbers. So I went there and then I got a master's in taxation. I've done all the big accounting firm things and worked at the tax court. But over the last 20 years, had a law firm, accounting firm, and we've really specialized in just these small business owners, which include realtors around the country. We're a boutique where we help clients in all 50 states. You can call us, we can do the tax strategies and the estate plans, some tax returns if needed. And then as of late, I've been training other accountants and enrolled agents. So I've got a tribe, a team of accountants around the country that can help others. I don't get a piece of their action. I just want to train them. And uh, so that's me. I just, I'm on Main Street America. That's the name of our podcast. Just main street business podcast. And we just love
0: small business. So that's kind of me just doing what you're doing. <laughs> so in preparation for uh, this podcast, uh, and after meeting you uh, recently, uh, I, I immediately went to your website and uh, downloaded uh, the ultimate tax strategy guide with your 30 mm. steps uh, for uh, for saving money. Um, where can uh, our audience go to get some of this information. Let's start there, and then I want you to just dive right in. Let's let's take oh. a deep dive and talk about uh, as many of these thirty as we can get to today.
1: Oh wow! And we, when, of course, we'll kick it off with the S Corp, which is a big one. Um, it, it, well, thank you, and I, Rich, I think that's a great approach because rather than making your listeners suffer listening to me for you know maybe on a tight timeline or just grabbing a quick sandwich at lunch and listening to your podcast. Um, there is so much information that I, I produce. It's free, available, and helpful for you to just start captaining your ship. Just start drinking the Kool-Aid, and then you're going to find out real quick. You may need to upgrade or change your advisor. It doesn't mean you have to hire us. I just want to give you tools to be a better business owner. So, my website, markjkohler.com, uh, has the tax guide that you can download for free. Get on our newsletter. We have a weekly newsletter with tips and blog articles and YouTube videos. uh, That's a great starting point. And that guide is, you're not going to do all 30 steps, everybody, but there might be 10 of them in there that really resonate with you in your situation, young or old, married or single, a side hustle, big business, all the, so these are 30 strategies that we use in our toolbox to help clients. So it's a great starting point. We have a podcast. You type my name into Amazon. You're going to see my books. Uh, We've got um, the, the, weekly lives. I do on YouTube. Um, I've got my silver play button on YouTube. It's a big deal. I'm trying to catch up to Dave Ramsey, you know, at 2 million subscribers. I'm, I'm <laughs> there getting there. But but anyway, so there's plenty. You type my name out there, you're going to see it. And it's really just a resource to help you. We do have the law firm and our a network of accountants when you're ready to get a, to get a plan going. But um, I'd start there. So for those of you that need to duck out early, get to the website, type my name into social media or YouTube or uh, Amazon. And re- you can just start consuming, you need it. You've got to have a voice in the tax and legal area that speaks freaking English. It's so crazy, it's so hard to find a damn accountant or lawyer that can, you can understand. And so I'm trying to do that at the
0: very least. So thanks for asking for how to share that, Rich. Great. <clears throat> so how do we not screw up our S Corp? Okay, well, let's, first, let's...
1: yeah, let's dive in. So first, all of you out there that are real estate developer, realtor, broker, uh, maybe a landscaper, plumber, interior design, staging homes, any of that, plumber, electrician, like I said, just any small business owner. Once you are netting, this is where it all starts. Once you net after your expenses, home office, auto, the kids, all my other write-offs I love. But if you net around 40 grand a year, so think about four to five grand a month, you're starting to freaking take home four to five after all the write-offs, you're a candidate for an S corporation. That's step 1. And some of you may have an accountant that go, "Well, you may you don't make enough to make the S corp work or oh, you make too little to make the S corp work." Bull crap. We sign clients tax returns. I've never had a client audited for taking too low of payroll or reasonable comp. We love to get our clients into an S corp and show them that savings right away. Again, never had a client audited for that strategy. We're careful. We strategize carefully. So, Get a second opinion if your accountant says you're outside of that range for some reason once you hit 40 grand net so maybe you're bringing in 60 you're writing off 20 and you're netting 40. there that's it that's what i'm talking
0: about and then boom have the conversation don't let your accountant intimidate you that's number one okay now i can just hear the wheels turning with uh in the minds of some of our agents who are uh listening to this or watching us at, at this point what if they're really aggressive with their uh, deductions and they're uh, netting less than 40? Let's say it's 20 or 25. Are they a better candidate for an LLC? Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. we do hear that a lot. So can we talk about that for a moment? Yes,
1: great question. And it's a, it's a tricky an- it's a It's a trick answer. All of you, all of you listening are a freaking candidate for an LLC. That's the starting point. That's the gateway drug. I want all of you to be an LLC and you're gonna stay the LLC in that 20, 25, 30K range. It's not either or, you start as an LLC. Then as you stay as an LLC, file your Schedule C, because the cost of doing an S Corp really pays for itself when you hit that 40. That's where the inertia, the, the you really get traction. But until then, you're an LLC. Now, why do I say that? Because you can convert your LLC to an S corp retroactively when the time's right. Let me tell a story. You're gonna love this one too, Rich, real quick. I'm sorry, I gotta well, say a story. I lo- so my I daughter- love stories, tell me, tell me a story. <laughs> well, my, my daughter, Sydney, um, she is a realtor at Sotheby's in Orange County, California she is my little dream realtor. I'm not kidding. When she was 12 years old, we'd sit at the kitchen table and I'd go, you're going to be my realtor someday. She's like, what's a realtor? I go, trust me, you're a realtor. You're great with people. You're cute. You love real estate. You love furniture. You love homes. I just knew it. It was in her blood. And so as soon as she did her first semester of college and she hated it, I go, you're going to be a realtor, damn it. Let's get you trained. And And she is. She's been so, so successful. I just... I'm getting emotional. <clears throat> just talking. Oh, about that's her. awesome. She's just awesome. So, she's been going to my workshops for years, selling books and all this stuff. My dad's a nerdy accountant, whatever. And she becomes a realtor and she goes, "Dad, I, my agent, uh, I'm sorry, my broker, asked me for my W nine. What do I give him?" And I go. Sydney, I'm so glad I asked you now, how should you be structured? And I started quizzing her and she was hating it. You know, like, come on dad. I'm like, you've been on all my workshops, come on. Well, I guess I need to be an S corp. I go, are you making 40 grand a year? No, I'm just starting. I said, great, we're gonna make you an LLC. And so anyway, to keep a long story short, we created an LLC and the first year and a half as an agent, she was getting her feet under her, right? And then at about halfway through the second year, boom, she started hitting two or three closings. We knew she was going to make 40 grand or more and i backdated the llc to an s corp to january 1st of that year see the llc allows how far you that- back
0: can you go well you I mean, can if, go get if, if you decide to do that on december 15th can you go back to january 1st
1: yes yes oh, you beautiful. can okay the, the, the question the, the you can go back more than a year or two but you don't want to go more than a year, so when a client is operating through, let's we're right now we're in 2023. So if I have an agent, I want to make sure they're an LLC. Come by the end of December, we got to make a decision because we got to kick out payroll by January, and we're going to come right. to the other second mistake. So right, all year long you are okay. So we switched Sydney to an S corp. We got our payroll dialed in. She was saving money. Uh, her broker Sotheby's called. Hey, can you have your dad come do a CE course for? Our <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, all right, anything for you, honey. But, but anyway, that's how you do it. You start as an LLC and have that ace in your back pocket to switch to the S corp. That's that's why. Got it. Um, okay. So, okay. Thank second you. mistake. Second mistake is here's the here's the trick of the S corp, everybody. Here's the secret sauce. If you're just an LLC and you bring in your 60, you write off your 20, you net 40. Self-employment tax is 15%, 15.3 to be exact. So you're gonna spend six grand in self-employment tax, then federal, then state. Holy crap, I might be out yeah. 20% in state, five and fed, I mean, 25, 20% in fed, five in state, plus myself, I could be out 40% and a brand new realtor is like that's killing me. Yeah. So, if you're an S corp, this is why, this is a secret sauce, so simple. I switch to the S corporation at 40 grand net. I just make that simple election and it's really expensive, everybody. I charge 200 bucks, right? That's our firm, 200 bucks, you're an S corp. Now you gotta do your tax return, gotta do some payroll, but the switch is super easy and cheap. You make the switch. Now, when you make that 40 grand on paper, we call 20 grand of it, salary, pay your FICA, Mm self-employment tax, the F word, what the FICA, and then Mm -hmm. you pay the other 20 grand out as a AKA type of a dividend, it's a pass-through, it's a K1. So now I just saved 15% on $20,000, that's three grand. So by doing an S Corp, I saved three grand and the more you make, the more you save. So the second mistake is accountants will make you take Too much payroll because they're scared of their Ah, own freaking
0: shadow. Right. That's the second mistake. What other mistakes do we make?
1: Well, now let me unpack that for a minute. So (laughs) I have a schedule. I have it. If you even Google it, the Kohler payroll matrix, it's taking the country by storm. But (laughs) for, for those nerds out there, this matrix helps you decide what should my payroll level be based on the amount of income I'm making. And so you wanna make sure you're involved in this with your accountant. Don't let them tell you what to do. If they're too conservative, fire them, get them out, get them out of there. So you wanna find that sweet spot in your payroll level. And I've got, it's in my books, I've got articles on this, YouTube videos on it, study it up and go to your accountant prepared to battle if your sister-in-law's being a jerk prepping your tax return. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, I think we all know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so once you, okay, so number one, you make sure you pull the trigger on the S Corp when your income level's right. Number mm-hmm. two, you take the right amount of payroll. The third mistake is you don't do the paperwork. And realtors, I love you. I know you. Realtors You're great do with not people. like doing paperwork. They do not. I don't even know how half of you realtors get through closings half the time because you just hate paperwork. <laughs> and I tease my daughter about we it. We have transaction
0: coordinators. There you go. We yeah, have We people have people tra- who love paperwork. <laughs>
1: That's right. right. So, and and you know what? Ooh, I like that, Rich. Your accountant is your transaction coordinator for your S Corp. Yeah, there you go. And And what do you people do? You tell your transaction coordinator what to do. And you know what they're doing. You're following up with them. Don't let your accountant operate in a black box where you don't know what they're doing they're your coordinator oh my gosh rich you're like totally i love this i'm not going to pay you royalties you have new material now yeah i love it new material (laughs) so your accountant is your transaction coordinator and you're going to make sure that you're sending in the right amount of payroll deposits throughout the year they're doing the right tax return you're having a conversation with them and if your accountant doesn't want to have a conversation i've got a whole tribe of tax advisors around the country that speak like mark kohler that can do this for you and help do it affordably. So there's help out there. You're, this this could be one of the most impactful podcasts you've listened to because the people are
0: starving for this and they need it. And so that's the third mistake: they don't follow through with the paperwork. Skip that. I think it's really important, uh, Mark. For I, I mean, let's face it: the market is down. We might be heading into a market that is uh, coupled with the R word. Um, <clears throat> That we like to avoid recession. Yep. Uh, we'll see what happens with that, but nevertheless, uh, the market is down roughly 40 percent right now, between 25 and 40 percent, depending on the market around the country. <clears throat> and so, we as real estate professionals need to maximize every dollar that we make. And so, I think it's critical that we pay attention uh, to this and and make some moves. Like you say, maybe all 30 of these strategies, you know, aren't necessary. Uh, but uh, we're, we're talking about one here and drilling down and there's still a lot of components to it. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, so let's have fun with an easy one. I'll throw out another easy one. I don't know if I wanna call them people making mistakes, maybe we call them just missed opportunities um, sort of thing. Um, the one I was telling Rich about the other day, everybody, and this is a common one that so many small business owners just miss out on, is having a board of advisors for your LLC or a board of directors for your corporation. When you maybe, have, maybe you hacked it out online yourself, which you shouldn't have done, or you have some document prepared that's not even a lawyer, knock out your LLC. We have a whole service called FixMyLegalZoomEntity.com. Just fix my entity, because I did it wrong. But <laughs> when you Classic. did your entity, <laughs> yeah. when some of you did your entity, you just made yourself the president, secretary, and board member, or even your LLC, you just said, well, all I need is a manager, I'm done oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's the missed opportunity. In an LLC, on all the LLCs we craft, we can update your LLC for this, is we create a board of advisors. This could be three, five, or seven people that you're going to meet with regularly that are going to help give you advice. And when you have an LLC or a corporation, you want that asset protection of the annual meeting. Some people are like, oh, I don't want a corporation because i got to have an annual meeting. What? I want you to have an annual meeting. Having an annual meeting is a great thing because I'm going to write off travel. I'm going to write off dining. I'm going to write off expenses related to these people. All of my adult children are on my board of directors and we have regular meetings. Oh, they need some extra money for this or that. They get this special gift at Christmas. Rich, it's a wonderful gift to give your kids at Christmas. It's in the stocking every year their own little 1099. I mean, it's adorable. They love it. They play with it for (laughs) And it's just great. So for all of you that have kids, young or old, which is another strategy in the 30, is paying your kids instead of just paying taxes and giving them money. But the board of directors or the board of advisors is that structure that justifies it. Because you're going to start teaching your kids about your business. You're going to start investing in rental property together. You're going to start using them as... Uh, bird dogs looking for deals and and networking with your own kids to get them involved and te- teaching them about business and money and leaving a legacy. Oh my gosh, your LLC is an incubator for teaching the American dream to your family. And, this, and some of you are like, well, I'm not married or don't have kids. Great. Is your mom and dad on your board? Is your best friend on your board? Who do you golf with? Who do you play around with? Who do you travel with? Those are the people that are giving you advice. Let's take a freaking ride off when you meet with them. So the write-offs related to this are just huge. And so many small business owners miss it.
0: So you're talking about the annual meeting. <clears throat> Where can that annual meeting take place? I mean, well, is this is something here, that um, uh, if, with <clears throat> uh, my, my business, uh, there are currently uh, two uh, stakeholders, uh, myself okay. and my wife. So okay. uh, what do we do? We go out to dinner. Oh, no, no, uh, no. This is really technical. No? This is important. We're talking...
1: Cancun, Um, uh, you know, um, maybe Cabo. Um, I I like a little New York City. I can have my
0: annual meeting in Panama.
1: Panama, uh, not on a cruise though. I don't like cruise ships. There's special rules on cruise ships. Um, (laughs) But no, all joking aside, where do you go for fun? You're like, hey, in the summer, this is. I'm doing a live, a a live broadcast tomorrow on YouTube, literally, on Mm -hmm. five summer tax strategies everybody for your summer trip it's not a summer trip it's a business board retreat and you're going to go with your board members and you're going to have maybe
0: a family reunion at the same time uh (laughs) you're going to go somewhere well it's a mindset shift isn't it it is i mean we really have to start thinking about these things differently and like a business yes yes i love it um you
1: you know um, my wife and kids have said can we just go on a trip that's not a tax write-off I'm like, no, all of our trips are Texas. <laughs> yeah. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> and no, of course not. And so, no, but, but with all seriousness, I can't write off 10 days in the Cayman Islands, uh, but I can write off two. We can have a board meeting. I can write off your airfare, hotel for one or two nights. And when you start thinking this way, you're starting to couple your family reunions, your family trips, your play with, oh, a business conference. Mark's holding a conference in Hawaii in three months. Maybe we go there for a couple of days. Oh, we're going to go check on a rental property near grandma up in New Jersey. Oh, we're going to go check on this business associate of ours that we're getting referrals from and go say hello to him down in Miami. Oh, we're, we're going to So you start to think of business reasons to write off strips in there. And I have a whole class and I've got a little I've got a whole chapter in a book. I'm just writing off travel. It's 100% write off. Dining's 50%, but the travel's 100%. All you have to do is show that you're doing a business purpose meeting every day when you're on your trip. Now, you can have one board meeting in there, but maybe there's some other things going on. I mean, we could talk about this for an hour. But the point is, this is just that mindset shift, that mindset shift. I like that you said that of just thinking of my life as this a, as a, as American business. And what am I doing um, that could be a write off?
0: It's so fun. So staying focused on uh, on, on the S-Corp, what okay. else does one need to do? Well,
1: uh, the S-Corporation is your platform for all this. You're going to make sure you have a corporate checkbook. Um, if I have right here, I don't have it with me. I gave it to my daughter-in-law today because they needed some things. But I have my S-Corp debit card and my personal debit card, usually right here. That's all I have. So if I go to the grocery store, I'm using my personal debit card, but if I go to Best Buy, Apple Store, um, I'm doing a dining of any sort, uh, any equipment, electronics, staffing, Venmo, Apple Pay, I'm going to use my S-Corporation. My S-Corp pays for anything related to my business. My personal debit card is only paying for groceries and underwear. That's it. I mean, in clothing, you know, that's not logo. <laughs> I, l- I love putting logos on clothing because then it's a write off. When my kids turn 16 and could buy their own clothes, they're like, hold it. The MJK logo is not on every piece of clothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can buy clothing
1: that doesn't have your name on it. Uh, I'm like, yeah, it's go ahead, money. knock yourself out, go get a job. So <laughs> spend your own money. Yeah. Otherwise, the corporation's buying your clothing. Um, But anyway, uh, I mean, I have one. I've been known on Halloween to put my business card attached to candy because that's a write off. You know, I'm marketing while I, you know, so I tell the kids live the dream and I send them out the door, you know, it scares them. But no, I use the S corporation. That's the point. The S corporation is your platform for all this. You can't just set it up and think it's going to just work on autopilot. So using, making sure your S corps is tied to all your pay uh, and payment services, like I just said. Venmo and PayPal? And are you receiving all your payments into your um, S Corp? You might have multiple businesses going into one S Corp. I mean, we can unpack this for an hour. Like I, I want your affiliate marketing, your online sales, your doing drywall on the weekend, you're doing home repairs and you're a realtor during the day, you're a mortgage officer at night. All, all of that revenue should go into one S-Corp. I don't want you to have a new S-Corp for every different venture. And if you're married, you and Rich, Rich you and your wife should share that S-Corp. She might be doing X, Y, Z and you're doing ABC.
0: That could go into right. one s corporation. Let's be efficient. Make that S-Corp so, efficient. So at what point then do you move that over to a C-Corp or do you? Uh Never. <laughs> okay. Never,
1: yeah. All right, no. never yeah. is
0: a line in the sand. Yeah, so, it is for me. Okay. And
1: there's a yeah. I will say this: sometimes we'll set up a C corp on the side for certain healthcare strategies, maybe some employee benefit strategies that are very rare. Be careful, anyone out there that if someone's trying to sell you a C corp, it, it's usually crap. It really is. All right. And well, I'll today
0: that. we're trying to stay. <clears throat> we're not trying to go down the rabbit hole too far. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, in in today's episode. Um, is there anything else that you want to add on the S-Corp uh, before I ask you about the trifecta? Which mm. uh, you've explained this to me. I love it. Uh, our audience is going to love it. Uh, but uh, anything else on S-Corp before we, we do go down the rabbit hole of the trifecta? <laughs> well, thank you. I feel like Alice in Wonderland here. We're um, So
1: on the S-Corporation, The last thing I would do, and this goes, see, everybody keep this in mind. You're going to be an LLC first with an S election. So your LLC Mm. is Mm -hmm. still Mark J. Kohler LLC or whatever. And that LLC is going to pay its annual fee to the state. I should be doing my annual minutes. I should have an operating agreement a membership book, membership certificates. All those things should be there. And I know some of you listening are going, well, I don't need all that. Well, good luck in court. Good luck in that IRS audit because Mm. you don't have the pieces and parts to go with an LLC. You really don't have an LLC. Well, I told I was told I just need one sheet of paper. I went to the state and it was 50 bucks. Yeah, knock yourself out. The dentist didn't say you have to floss. They just recommended it. So when you have to get that root canal, good luck, you know, because you didn't listen to your dentist, you know, yeah, it's not the law all the time that I have to floss, but it's just a damn good idea. So maintain your LLC, which has an S election. So you should, We have a company maintenance program. We have thousands of clients around the year make sure their annual fee is paid so their company doesn't get automatically dissolved. We do their minutes, which includes benefit planning that goes in. They're called accountable plans. They've got to be in your minutes. If you're going to write off your home office and you don't have it in your minutes, you get audited by the IRS. It's disallowed. I mean, you've got to have mm. the documentation in this to make it happen. So, now, people, I'm not saying you have to do this. Just upgrade your professionals and know what has to be done. This We are your transaction coordinators. Whoever you choose, I'm not saying we you, we can be if you need us, but you're the captain of your ship. Know that this crap has to be done. Don't put your head in the sand and think it's just going to be okay. It's not okay. When you get audited, defense is not, I didn't know. IRS <laughs> doesn't right. care. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that would be All right, okay.
0: All right. so the trifecta, mm. it sounds, I don't know, like horse racing, uh, but uh, it's, <laughs> it, it, it really is good stuff. Uh, tri meaning three. So there's three things that are really, really important here uh, for real estate professionals.
1: Yes, and without, um, if, if, uh, Any of you make it to a a workshop of mine or watch some of my trainings or webinars online, you'll sometimes see me, a lot of times, use a whiteboard uh, to, to demonstrate this. So give me a little latitude here, folks, as I try to visually represent this. So the trifecta has a foundational base and then two prongs going up to the left and the right. That's the trifecta. And it's for tax purposes, asset protection and estate planning. It brings your whole wealth building, legacy building, life plan together. And so many accountants and lawyers I teach this to are like, why didn't I learn this in law school and accounting school? They don't. This is again, tax street smart strategies. Just, it's you learn this on the streets. I've been out there, you know, selling on the streets to get to, to learn this. So the base is your revocable living trust and your 1040. Your estate plan is the base. And I don't care if you're 20 years old or 80 years old, you should have a revocable living trust tied to a will, a little binder that says, if I die, here's where all my stuff goes. And if you're married and have kids, even more so, where you know his, hers and ours, I've got kids under age 18, kids over age 18 that act like they're under age 18, I got kids in rehab, I got kids that are geniuses that wanna go to Harvard, whatever it is, that estate plan is the foundation and it creates privacy. I want your trust. And all you agents out there see it all the time. XYZ trust is on the title of properties. That's cool. Where's your trust? Well, I don't have one. I'm not rich enough. You don't have to be rich to need one. So your trust is your foundation. We talk about that all day long too. We actually have a little estate planning special this time of the year. Every Memorial Day uh, in June starts. But anyway, that's another topic. Now on the left are your operations. So the trust is your foundation. We draw a line straight up. And on the left is your operational income. No assets, just money in. I'm selling, I've got partnerships, I'm doing rehabs, I'm doing development, I've got a 1099 from my broker, I'm selling crap on eBay, whatever it is. Any operational income is on your left. And that's where your side hustle is or your S corporation or your LLC taxed as an S corp. That's on the left. No assets. You want to sue me, S corp? Great, you can have my laptop. There's nothing in it. It's a shell. That's where money comes in. Expenses go out. We save on self-employment tax. We write off everything under the sun. That's the left side. And again, it's all flowing down to the bottom, which goes through our privacy trust and our 1040. On the right side is our wealth building. And we're going to break that usually into two parts. We're going to have our tax-free piece with our Roth IRAs, our solo 401k taxed as a Roth. We want to have our health savings accounts, our Coverdale education IRAs for kids. I want Roth IRAs for the kids. We're going to be building wealth, self-directing. And I know we're going to be talking about that more in the future, but people, well, you, your retirement account can buy real estate. Let it do it. Let it make money at what you know best. And then our rental properties are there. Our after-tax assets, maybe some Merrill Lynch accounts. We have some cryptocurrency. We've got real estate. We've got whatever. So that's the right side. So our LLC on the right to hold assets flows down to the bottom. Our S-Corp on the left doing operations flows down to the bottom. And we can take profit from our S-Corp to fund and build our wealth on the right. So that trifecta allows us to create asset protection, tax savings, and wealth building. And it's magical. <laughs> so that's it. Sounds more complicated than So everybody. we're building wealth with pre-tax dollars. Oh yes. I we're building wealth. But now see here's the thing, and you know this, Rich. I want to have two buckets there. I want my yep. pre-tax dollars or tax-free dollars, and then I want my after-tax dollars. I'm doing short-term rentals. I'm doing cost seg studies. I've got my long-term rentals. I'm a real estate professional. I'm kicking out bonus depreciation. Those things are great. I want to have those after-tax real estate assets flowing down to me, grading losses. But then I also want my Roth IRA doing double-digit returns, not just in freaking stock bonds and mutual funds getting 8%. I know I could do 20% internal rates of return on Commercial rentals, storage units, duplexes, college housing, veteran housing, short-term rentals. All of that can be in my retirement account and give me double-digit returns. Why am I not doing it? Oh, that's right. Your Merrill Lynch advisor said you can't. (laughs) It's not that you can't. It's that they can't. So that right side is all about the wealth building that's funded by the operational side, and then it runs down to the bottom into your trust, and a river runs through it. Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Jennifer Aniston. It's all down there. It's right down there at the bottom.
0: So, if an agent has um, their their IRA uh, or a 401k from somewhere else um, or a self-directed, uh, I mean, where does all of that fit in, uh, and and how does it come into this this trifecta?
1: You bet. So the trust is again, just not magically appears. You want to make sure your trust is funded. If some of you already have an LLC, a 401k and an S-Corp, when we establish your trust, we're going to transfer all of those entities to be owned by your trust. We're going to change the beneficiary of your 401k or IRAs to your trust. Your life insurance policy, the beneficiary should be changed to your trust. Your personal residence should be deeded to your trust. So that's the funding piece. And that's a great question, Rich, because you got it. Once you create the trifecta, you've got to fund it. You can't just write it on a piece of paper and go, oh, there it is. I got to fund it. And we have paralegals that do that. That's all they do. A whole department of just funding your trust. And then once your trust is going and then say three months from now, Rich, you call me up and go, hey, Mark, I just bought a rental property in Phoenix, Arizona, and I created an LLC down there. Or can you create an LLC for me and make my trust the owner? Yep done. So whenever you create anything new, you don't own it, your trust does. And if you close due to a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loan in your own name on day two, you deed it to the trust or you deed it to the LLC. And in 20 freaking years, I've never had a client worry about a problem with the due on sale clause, get that property in your trust, get it into your LLC. It's okay. It's okay.
0: That's okay. The trick. So to dive a little deeper down this rabbit hole, if I own multiple rental properties. Do I want to own them in separate entities, or can they be owned by the same entity? Um, They can. You can put all your rentals into one LLC, but isn't that
1: kind of putting all your eggs into one basket? And so we've got to look at sometimes a rental needs its own LLC. Sometimes I can put two or three rentals in one LLC it's not an issue of quantity, it's an issue of quality. So if mm. I've got a little commercial building worth a million bucks and two dentists renting it, that's it's gonna go in its own LLC. Oh, I've got over here, three little meth labs that I bought for a hundred grand, I might put them in their own LLC. And so you can have, <laughs> then right. you got the state issues too, you know, where's this LLC sure. get set up? And so we wanna design it so it's efficient.
0: And it's about- So the there effort. is no one size fits all is what you're saying. Uh, every every individual has unique issues that come up and really need to be able to um, focus in and, and deal with those those individual requirements. Yeah, yeah. And if some of you are feeling like, oh
1: my gosh, this is too much. My
0: accountant doesn't get
1: it. My lawyer doesn't get it. I'm just, you just throw up your arms. Okay, people, oh, this is not an infomercial, but I'm going to say it. If you want to have a consultation, build your trifecta get a plan for the year and then revisit it once a year. And you may want to revisit it twice a year. I have 14 lawyers on on phone calls and Zoom calls with clients every day around the country. Your appointment may be out a week, it's not that bad. Make an appointment, Bring in your get on Zoom, send in your tax return, whatever the hell you got, and let's build your plan. Get a second opinion at the least. That's it, just get a plan. And so if you get to kkoslawyers.com, kkoslawyers.com, my personal site is where you can get certified as a tax advisor, get my ultimate guide, all get to all my other sites from there, that's fine. But the law firm, just get a tax lawyer and this whole process would be easily under 2 grand. It might be anywhere from 1000 to 2000 bucks to get a plan put together. It's, it's we're not talking astronomical dollars. And be careful of those Scammers out there that want to charge far more than that and oftentimes
0: they're not even lawyers so you you can do this get a plan in place and revisit it every year well like you said mark this is not an infomercial however i will say that i mean i've been exposed to this uh type of information or this information uh for a couple of decades and it has remained a little confusing Uh, i appreciate the way that you can break this down and so that even I can understand it. Uh, so I oh. uh, appreciate that. If, if I can understand it, then anybody can understand it. I'm oh. sure uh, it, you're, making it, you're making it simple uh, to, to be able to take those steps uh, in order to get this thing going. And that's really what it is. It's okay, let's, <clears throat> let's jump in the pool. We don't necessarily have to jump in the deep end. We can jump in the shallow end by getting our LLC. And, and, yeah, and, you don't have setting to set it up right and then elect to it to an S corp at some point in time when the time is right. Exactly. I
1: love the way you said that. Jump in the pool. You don't have to start swimming laps. You can jump into the shallow end and just start getting the feel of it. Get the feel of the water. Get the feel of what it's like and start consuming the weekly newsletter and and listening to a podcast on this once in a while. We all want to listen to the podcast about making money. Why don't we listen about the podcast about saving money? It, it, it doesn't have to be
0: painful. And again, I'm going to loop back to the fact that in this market, we really do have to pay attention to saving money and saving taxes, maximizing the dollars that we earn uh, and keeping as much as we possibly can.
1: Yeah, no, totally. And I
0: really think that our audience, uh, 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 specifically HomeSmart agents, understands this because of our business model uh, and the fact, I mean, uh, our agents are in tune to saving money. That's why they're with us. Uh, we have the best commission plan uh, uh, on planet Earth uh, and Mars. Uh, Seeing <laughs> how we're including Mars in uh, in the uh, habitable universe now, uh, and, and so in any event, this great information. Um, we're limited on time, and we have already decided uh, amongst us that we have to get together again. There is so much information. We've talked about two strategies here <laughs> out of thirty. Uh, and, and, and you know, we're, so it's going to take more. Uh, we're going to have at, uh, at least one more podcast, probably two more. Uh, but in just wrapping up uh, our, our intro uh, uh, podcast here, Mark, what would you want our audience to know? Uh, uh, so, uh, and, and is there something else in here that you want to throw out to entice us to come back to episode number two? Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, I, uh,
1: and I'm excited to come back. I, you guys are doing such a great job educating so many people in the real estate industry. I, I just, I just want to demystify the, um, this whole issue of tax and legal planning. A lot of accountants are freaking jerks. They're stick up the butt you know, this is my way or the highway. And they're super conservative and they demean you. If you try to get any advice out of them or be aggressive, that's bull crap. It shouldn't be that way. And there's a lot of lawyers out there that try to do a little of everything and do a poor job of doing anything great. And non-lawyers that are out there giving bad advice. And so it's just really hard. And so what I want to do is just say, there, I want to be a voice of reason. I want to make it simple. I want you to feel confident that you're getting good advice. I'm building a network of advisors around the country that you can employ and interview and find at a price point and a location and a personality type that you like. Um, we're there for clients. I'm trying to produce so much free content. So I just would ask all of you, just start consuming a little bit. Don't be afraid of it you can demystify this. Don't let your accountant push you all around. Don't let a bad lawyer steer you wrong or turn your your nose against any legal planning. There's some some good guys and good gals out there that really want to help you. And so if you can tune into the podcast, check me out on YouTube, get on social media, get over to my Instagram account, all that good all those goodies are on my site. Whatever medium you like, I'm producing. I've got a great team that's kicking it out there. So let's get you educated and captain your ship is your ship you're responsible for it i mean you can't blame your accountant or your lawyer later when his problems hit the fan it's all on you and i want to make it easy for you to captain your ship so that's my message great info well thank you rich thanks for having me <laughs>
0: mark i want to thank you for being here today great information i've got a ton of notes here uh, and i'm sure our audience does too uh, so thank you again um if you like this content, be sure to tune in uh, to episode two uh, as, as well. And uh, we believe there's going to be an episode three with this information. There is so much here um, nice. and it's, uh, it's hard to unpack. So again, uh, Mark Kohler, thank you very much. Oh, thanks for
1: having me, Rich. I appreciate it. And folks, please tune into the next couple episodes. I hope to get my partner Matt Sorensen in the mix. He's a, got the best-selling book on this self-directed to- comment uh, topic, and his comments are always insightful. You're going to love it. And uh, Rich, we're grateful to be a part of your team, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you in a few weeks, or if not next
0: week. Thanks so much. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks again.
1: Like what you're hearing on the real estate? Tell your friends about us. Tell them to check out all of our episodes on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. And don't forget to send any topics you want us to tackle
0: to homesmart.com.